So I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. It's not that I don't believe in internal power. I absolutely do. I just think that we have to not make it such a magical thing. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Gene, welcome back to the podcast. So great to see you. How's it going, man? Yeah, yeah. Always good. Always fun to talk to you, son. It's a, it's a, it's always a pleasure. And I've been wanting to get you back on ever since we uh, did the first podcast. So thanks for making time and in the uh, schedule. Thank you, man. Great. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're doing some really cool stuff on those podcasts. I'm really enjoying them. Yeah, yeah. it seems begun. Yeah, we we just passed the one year and the fifty episode mark, and it's um. So I've, that was my initial goal was to start the podcast and keep it going. Once a week, I thought, you know, don't allow yourself to skip a week because as soon as you start skipping one, you'll be like, eh, maybe we'll do one every three weeks, maybe one. And then it will turn into one of those, you know, things where somebody starts a podcast and there's just a few of them sitting there, you know, and that's it. But um, yeah, we've got 50 episodes and we're still getting really good feedback from people who say that it's, it's forming a really useful resource. And even for me, for purely selfish reasons, I just like going back through them and listening to things that people say people i respect and even like the ones that i've done with students and practitioners not necessarily master instructors i find that really uh insightful too you know it, it reminds me of where people are at and what they need and it helps keep me in touch with you know the, the wider perspective of systema so and that was one of the goals really was just to kind of explore it from every angle we could you know so it's uh, it's doing what it set out to do on the tin so i can't complain <laughs> yeah it's that's a beautiful resource man thank you for doing it no, um, i'll say for myself and for everybody here thank well, you for thank you man thanks well so um so for today i thought we'd uh, have a chat um, and we can go wherever you want to with it as we go on but um i was particularly interested in um your kind of views on the concept of internal power and, and for, for quite a few reasons. Uh, one is one that we're both interested in, I think, as martial artists and as practitioners. I think we, we're both interested in that internal aspect of the work. Um, two, you've, you've got some kind of unique experience in translating kind of the, the concepts of internal power from things like Tai Chi, which you've still practiced, right, and practiced for many years before Sistema as well, which which really runs on that whole idea of internal power. Like Tai Chi power is internal power. There, there isn't any other, right, <laughs> in Tai Chi pretty much. It's like, or if, it, if you're using some other sort of power, you're not really doing Tai Chi, right? And that's kind of the whole deal on that one. And Sistema's kind of, it seems like there's some aspects of, of that that are very, very similar. It's like, you know, you can punch people with external power and physics and you can use a bit of relaxation to pull people around and and you are doing systema and and you're not do you know what i mean if you if in one way if you're surviving and you're moving naturally and you're and you're working then that you're doing systema but the, it seems to me that every time i talk to vladimir and, and what's coming down the pipe from michael as well it's like kind of yeah. yeah you're doing it but you could be doing a lot less because you haven't really got power right yeah it's nice you've got skill you've got technique you've got this you've got that but you haven't got power you know and do you know what power is it seems like a geek in that kind of reset so i think that's interesting and then also from your perspective as somebody who's um recovered from a substantial injury and you've had to find other sources of power you went from being just what you considered was a powerful guy, right? In terms of like, you had a lot of muscle, you had a lot of cross-sectional mm -hmm. muscle area that you brought to bear on, on physical problems. And then for a while you didn't have that and you had to learn to um, generate power in, in different ways. And so I think you're mm -hmm. uniquely qualified to talk about this and I'd love to get your views on um, and what you feel about internal power. So mm -hmm. did you just want to kick off with that? What does, um, what does the idea of internal power mean to you when when somebody starts talking about it how does it contrast to not internal power mm -hmm. well uh the that's kind of the crux of the 
problem is people have a lot of different definitions, you know, what is internal power. Yeah. And um, I tend to look at it from a lot of different angles. Uh, you know, on the one hand, you can look at it like, oh, it's chi, magic, you know. Mm. Uh, and then on the other, you can look at it uh, from a scientific sort of standpoint and try to figure out how to uh, produce internal power and what exercises will lead you in that direction. Hmm. I tend to think that um, this is just my perspective, but the I personally think that we use the words like chi uh, and, and ki hmm. uh, a lot of times because we don't have uh, – a vocabulary to describe what's going on. Yeah. We have a sort of an arrogance, like, oh, we're scientific now. But, you know, they found a new organ, like, what, two years ago yeah. in the human body? Right. They still don't know what the real deal with the fluid that's inside the fascia. Nobody really knows what the purposes of that is, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to think that we use words from a sort of a primitive place. Yeah. When we don't have an explanation, like I think in the old times they thought thunder was Thor hammering, you know, or something like that. Sure. So now when we use the term chi or ki, and it has this magical connotation that's mm. like, well, you can't explain it or figure out how to do it or something like that. Mm. So It's like I a one-size-fits-all term that you know, it's yeah. kind of fills in the gaps in our vocabulary and knowledge. Leads, it's like, yeah, it, it leads it can lead you astray, and I, you see it all the time where people are like, "Oh, I feel the chi, really," because yeah. you don't look healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've taught a couple of qigong seminars, <clears throat> and mm. uh, my opening qigong posture is plank position, mm. and I'm like, "Well, use your chi." <laughs> you know, let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, As a face to it, when I used to do, uh, sorry, different came, but when I used no, to do Aikido, uh, and I, I started studying Aikido properly in uh, in Scotland when I was at university in Aberdeen, and um, and there was a guy there from the west coast, uh, Ken uh, Ken Campbell, his name was. He's like um, very well decorated, kind of a black belt in, in Aikido, and he used to come across and train with us um, and train us for seminars and all that kind of stuff in Aberdeen and uh, from Glasgow. Really, really funny guy, like very witty as a lot of West Coast Glaswegians are. Um, and he came over and he said that he was at a seminar with some guy in France and uh, they were doing some uh, exercise in Aikido called Suwariwaza Kokyunage, which is all Suwariwaza Kokyuho, right? Where you sit down and somebody grabs your wrist and you just have to kind of lift them up with the cocking action of your hands going backwards and then project them sideways and kind of hold them down, um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and the style of Aikido we did was Iwamoryu, which is very much like from the source, very, uh, very kind of based on solid posture and moving it around. We didn't put a lot of... Um, didn't talk a lot about key. It wasn't really something. I spent two years in Japan studying under Motohiro Saito, who was like, you know, direct student of um, Motohiro Yeshiba, right? And he didn't mention key like once. I think once during like a, an after training breakfast thing where we're eating rice and he's drinking sake and stuff because he liked a, a little drop of the uh, falling down water. He, uh, somebody asked him about, oh, you know, the key, how do you project the key? And he just said something like, um, key is mastery of balance and nothing else stop distracting yourself right so his opinion after you know decades and decades of training under one of the masters arguably of key whatever that means you know was just like key 
manifests itself. The key is just an energy that manifests itself when you master balance, when you truly master balance and alignment, then it comes out. So he's, he's basically sort of saying it's a kind of power that exhibits itself when, you, when you're on balance. So in some ways that kind of, for me, it bridged the gap between the, the esoteric kind of woo thing and the idea of, well, if your biomechanics and your alignment are right, then you're just more powerful, right? Just through physics, you're pressing down harder on the ground. But anyway, to, sorry to close the story out, Ken Campbell's at this uh, seminar and he's grabbing somebody doing kokunage and that kind of stuff. And, the, and he's grabbing him really hard because Ken's just a strong guy, you know, he's like, grabbing him and the, and the French guy can't lift him up and he's trying to cock his hands. And the French guy goes, oh, your key is very strong like that. And uh, Ken goes, it's not about key, you're just not doing it right. You know? <laughs> you're not doing it right. And that stuck with me for a lot of years. And, um, and, I, and I see uh, parallels to that working sometimes at HQ with Vlad. It's like, it's not about how much energy you're trying to put into it. You're just not doing it right, you know, fundamentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, so that that's I don't think that first off, I absolutely believe in chi key. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's superhuman. Okay. I think it's human. I, I and I think it's when you've developed yourself to a high enough level, we perceive that as abnormal as yeah. superhuman and we need a word for it so yeah. we tend to we, you know we can oh it's chi uh so you, you then you, you you can break that down oh it's elasticity it's balance you know it's uh uh l- lack of excess tension you can change it around but um one of the things you can do is you can look at like do you know any living examples of people who you believe exhibit these uh, idea that you would label, you know, internal power? And, I mean, we have to say Vladimir is a, a beautiful example. Uh, I, I've told you before when I, w- I went to Seattle uh, for his seminar, the one he didn't get to come to. So they, they, they put him on uh, television, and when he walked out on that screen, you could see it. I mean, it was, you know, easily seen that he had this internal power. Now, anytime you're around him, you can see it. You can feel it. Sure, yeah. He just exudes yeah. it, right? And when you touch him, you can feel it. It's like it's coming back to you, right? It's like it's the, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. So I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. It's not that I don't believe in internal power. I absolutely do. Right. I just think that we have to not make it such a magical thing mm-hmm. that people can wave their hands around and think they're developing chi or something. Like yeah. in my Tai Chi classes, I don't think I say the word chi maybe once every two years or something. Yeah. Uh, so is it is it like is it about the way we should focus? It's not that we should dismiss it, but we shouldn't get overly focused on it as something that we're we're trying to like. I'm trying to make the energy. It should be more like I'm trying to understand the movement. I'm trying to understand the unity of what I'm doing. And if if I start if I do all of that correctly, if everything falls into place, then the chi will flow or the key will manifest itself. Is it kind of like that? Is it an emergent property of of good natural movement? Is that part of what it is? I think that's half the story. Okay. Uh, mm. the, uh, so I think it's okay to focus on developing internal power if you have the correct definition of internal power. 
yeah. and have an idea of how it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a physical component of internal power, which you just described, you know, beautifully. Hmm. You could go into it in a, in more detail. You could talk about, you know, breathing, kinesthetic chains, you know, moving smoothly, yeah. um, getting rid of excess tension and things like that. <clears throat> but there's another uh, property or attribute that, that I think if you don't have it, it doesn't matter how good you are physically. Okay. And that's the, it's, uh, you could call it the, the psychological component or the spiritual component or something like that. Yeah. Again, if you, if you look at the people that you know that are living examples Mm. of this internal power what do they have in common mm. um you know they're kind of unshakable like yeah. unshakably uh, calm they just seem very calm yeah. and solid it's like mm. yeah this is um the the last time i was up at vlad's i think it was six weeks ago mm. this was a lesson that i got from up there uh, on internal power hmm uh, so he allowed me to teach half a class hmm. and, you know, I taught, uh, some movement things and, uh, after class was over, people really liked it. And so they were in the dressing room and they were talking to me, oh, you know, the class was awesome. What about this? What about that? And how'd you do all this? And, uh, Vladimir came in and took my arm and picked me up from the bench and walked me to the front door. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to the front door, I realized that I had been behaving in a way that I didn't want to behave. But all that praise had got to me, right? Hmm. And I was saying things and not not bad things, just not who I wanted to be. Okay. And, and so I realized in in that moment that I had given up. You know, when you when you one way of looking at tension is is the distance between who you are and and how you're behaving or how you're living and acting. Right? So it's, so it's like a like a dissonance kind of thing. It's like a yes, it's exactly. it, you put yourself into conflict basically by behaving in ways that aren't true to your natural self or your your values. Exactly, one hundred percent excellent definition. So for me, at least in that moment the praise or the attention mm. had pulled me out of who I w want to be or hopefully am and had me as an actor, you know, embodying my being, but yeah. I'm just acting. And for me, that was really one of the most valuable things that Vladimir has ever taught me. And it, it took, you know, from the dressing room to the front door is 15 steps or so. Yeah. And by the time I got outside, I was just, you know, first off, embarrassed that I had fallen out of, of who I wanted to be and into that other actor because mm -hmm. of the positive words and stuff. And so um, in, in a way, I, I, I say, look at Vladimir. <clears throat> He's one of these people that embodies this internal power. Yeah. And he has praise coming at him adulation master mm. people saying that to him for 
you know, decades. Hmm. And he doesn't leave himself. You can't pull him out of himself with yeah. praise or criticism. I mean, at least that I've witnessed, it, it, you hmm. know. So to me, that's one attribute of internal power is to not like I, I like the word dissonance that you use to live uh, in congruence with your values and, yeah. and who you are. And anytime you don't, I think you're you're bleeding internal power all over the place. You're so, just not going to have it. So for me, let's say you're uh, Conor McGregor or somebody, right? Yeah. Unbelievable balance, speed, quickness, footwork, the whole package, you know, alignment, everything. Mm-hmm. But if he's, you know, l- not living as he is, then he, he doesn't have internal power, no matter what level his skill gets to. At least that's not my opinion. So just to play devil's advocate on that one, I can I can see where you're getting at with it. It's like you could be like his, his arrogance starts to kind of deplete him. He starts believing his own press and acting in weird ways. But do you think it's possible? And, and I'm not saying this is true, that somebody could be for the want of a better word, like a, a bad person who's quite happy with the fact they're a bad person, right? And their values are not ours. They're not yours. They're not mine. They're, they're not about helping people. They're not about uh, yes. doing the minimum damage to somebody or doing what's sufficient. They're, that they, they might be like, well, if somebody deserves something, I should be cruel and teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Or you know, they, get a, they, they suck up praise and become very arrogant and they like to be at the top of that pile or to dominate every situation or conversation or something like that. Is it possible that if they're acting in congruent, congruence with those bad values that they could still develop a form of like, <laughs> still have internal power, like through that, through I, being consistent with their bad behavior. Do you see what I mean? Is, is that a possibility? Do you see what you mean? I don't think hmm. so. I think you yeah. can have a bad person who has internal power, hmm. but if they're chasing praise or running from criticism, yeah, then they're not going to have it. It will start I, to deplete it from them because they'll just start, it'll, yeah, okay. Yeah. They're bad in some other way. They're not bad in the way that they want that, you know, attention and things like that. Okay, there, interesting. There's some, some, that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so just, it, it just occurred to me sometimes because you can – I've, I've experienced people who I feel like are very calm, very unflappable, very um, – and I, I looked at them, look at those like Vladimir and, and like Michael and, and actually people like yourself as well, like just very, very calm, very unflappable. And you're like, this power comes from somewhere, right? And sometimes it comes from just experience and, you know, experience and training and practice and just having been through things and come out the other side. I think there's definitely a, a place for that. And that crosses over with what's trendly known as resilience and all that kind of stuff as well, right? There's a, there's a definitely a Venn diagram in which this internal power kind of comes across to that as well. But I've also come across people who are... um who I wouldn't consider particularly good people, um, but they still seem to exude more power than most people would. And it's not like a scary power, like you're, you're like, oh, I'm terrified of him, and and that's what's influencing my behavior. I'm like, yeah, he's not a good person, but he still has this power. Do you know what I mean? Um, so well, I, I feel like that can happen, and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but maybe it's not to no, the same I extent. Agree. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think if you start, if you look at Sistema, what's our number one tenet? Know thyself. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to say that's the bedrock of internal power. Hmm. Okay. So if you know that you're a bad person and you're comfortable with that and, and you don't have a sort of morality that guides you to want to be compassionate and things like that, you can absolutely still develop internal power, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I just don't think like the way the, the, the things that you were listing as far as what would be evidence that you're a bad person. Yeah. Would those things that you listed, I think, would not allow the development of internal power. That's not to say a bad person couldn't do it. Gotcha. I see the distinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so, I, for, so for you, is um, if internal power is like if understanding yourself is and uh, and living in congruence with your values. First, even understanding what your values are, right? You can't even if, if you don't think about what it is that you you value and you believe. It's it's very hard to live in congruence with anything. You can't hit a target you, you've never seen, right? <laughs> kind of that right. way. So, um, so is that for you the first step? In, um, in training Sistema? Or, because it seems like that's also a very, very long path. So you can't hope to achieve that all at once before you start training physical characteristics or other things that might form the other part of internal power. Do you know what I mean? Or is it the yeah. case that people should start studying physically a little bit and then in parallel with that, they should try and understand themselves more and more and you're just kind of in parallel developing the physical, the mental and the spiritual all at the same time? Or do you think there's a there's value to like an upfront investment in lots and lots of spiritual and personal development, you know, in the way that some people did in Japanese sword styles They'd you know, go on Zen retreats for a couple of years and meditate and then come back and train or something like that. But what's, what's your view on wh how much time should we be investing in each part of this? I, I it sounds a little bit kind of reductionist, but I'm just as a general. I, I, I think they, they, they work in parallel. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Sistema training done properly is going to lead you in the direction of understanding yourself. Mm. Um, I think it's good if you have uh, somebody pointing out to you, you know, when you're missing the point. Yeah. That's where Vladimir really, you know, is up there for all of us. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of push-ups, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, if you want to develop some internal power, drop down there in that push-up. And uh, you'll see who you are. You'll yeah. see the mind start to, you know, express weakness and fear and um, all those things. And uh, if you have humility, that's why I think humility is is one of the big three: strength, courage, humility. Yeah. Humility, I think, is probably the biggest one of all because if you don't have that, then you won't listen to what you're being taught, shown. Mm. You know, and I'm, I don't mean by someone else. I mean, internally, as you're holding that plank position, your mind is is bubbling up information about who you are. And you can choose to ignore that, you know, or you can listen to it and kind of follow it and go deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's a, a parallel process. Um, just because you do the physical doesn't mean that you're going to develop this yeah. internally power or personal insight sure. and just because you sit in a closet for you know 20 hours a day meditating doesn't mean you're going to develop this internal power either hmm. i think it's this um, synergy this symbiotic relationship between um the physical attributes the the spiritual or psychological attributes all have to be there together to make the whole human right so you have to be thinking, feeling, and doing in order to in, in order to learn properly, right? Like, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, and I, uh, I think it's Constantine Komarov that he's pretty clear about that. It's like when your motivation's really high, yeah, that's when you do the hard stuff, right? That's the internal work. When you say your motivation is flagging a little bit, then you just do 
play, do physical, wrestle, punch, kick, you know, roll around and stuff like that. So the yeah. two work together. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like to say, uh, you know, if you kind of look at how, if you are buying into my idea of how you develop internal power or how you define it, yes. Yeah. At least partially is knowing thyself or this um, internal sort of peace. Yeah. Not 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 deviating from who you truthfully are. Yeah. Um, you have to look up that a lot of today's culture is designed to deliberately cut you off from internal power. Yeah. I don't think internal power is an attribute that any industrial nation really appreciates. Yeah. You know? Um, maybe as we become post-industrial, uh, that internal power attribute will become more valuable and, and rise up more frequently. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like now people are already starting to understand that there's some gaps in the way that we behave and there's, there's attributes that people are missing, you know, that employers are already talking about that they can't find, you know, millennials coming up through the pipe who have the ability to focus for long periods of time and pay attention, right? So that paying attention to somebody is being such a vanishingly, become such a vanishingly rare skill that you can practically seduce anybody or like make somebody think you're charismatic just by not looking at your phone and talking to them. So like, look at, you know, for like 10 minutes straight, they're like, wow, you're a really friendly guy. And like, no, I just gave you my attention. You know, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. It's like against the backdrop of the way that everybody else is behaving. That seems like a superpower, you know? So it's, um, so it's, it's interesting maybe as things come forward and this ability and resilience as well. Again, I work in this field in corporate America all the time, you know, training people, everybody wants this you know this ineffable thing resilience they want to they want their em employees to be able to bounce back from tough times and go through difficult periods and and you know juggle their work life and and get over sickness or whatever it's going to be but nobody seems to agree on exactly what it is or how to develop it right it's like is it time management is it shifting things around is it thinking really hard about things in a positive light when things look crappy it's like it's none of those things right it's none of those things at all it's a it's an internal quality that you develop partly through knowledge, partly through awareness, and partly through practicing control, right? And if you don't have awareness and you don't practice control, you, you just can't get better at it. You can't develop resilience that way. And, and maybe it's the same way with just internal power generally, right? You, you, you need to maintain, you can't just switch it on for a couple of hours for a training session at night and then switch it off the rest of the day, right? It's, it's yeah. something that has to be part of your getting up, getting down, walking, driving, breathing, right? It's, it's, it has to be kind of a thread that runs throughout your life. Otherwise, you're practicing doing the opposite too many hours a day, right, to make progress possibly. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think there's some things you can look at, you know, uh, uh, as far as – so I haven't really talked much about the physical aspects of training for internal power. Yeah, let's let's have a crack at that and sort of see. Uh, what are the prerequisites, do you feel like, for, for being able to physically develop it? Well, I think, you know, uh, Systema covers it pretty well. You got to have the proper shape mm -hmm. or architecture of the body. Yeah. Um, you got to have minimal uh, excess tension, mm -hmm. physical tension. Um, and you have to have sensitivity so that you know when to apply your uh, pressure, hmm. the right moment in the right place, that's the sort of uh, physical um, property. Yeah. 
um, I, I tend to look at it through uh, the idea, okay, let's take food. Hmm. If you eat crappy food, you're not going to have the best energy. Yeah. You know? Uh, this is something that's always kind of baffled me about systemic practitioners, and uh, I hope I don't make anybody – uh, man, I'm not talking about you. If you're listening to this, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> if you're easily offended, it's not you I'm yeah. trying to offend. But you so. know, you, you go to a seminar, right? And you've got these people and they're, they're spending tons of money, tons of time. They're traveling away from their families and they're training, training, training. And then they go out at halftime and get hammered. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Mm. I mean, if you, you know, if, you, if we buy into this idea that Sistema is an internal art, uh, or an, at least, you know, largely comprised of internal power manifesting, yeah. then you have to say, you know, getting drunk is, you know, it's like you're just taking any internal power you happen to have and shelving it for a while. I don't, I don't mm. understand that part. Mm. Uh, and you can keep following on with that and you can see the people you hang out with, they're going to have different energies, right? Yeah. Are they, you know... Uh, the music you listen to, the the environment that you move through uh, uh, is going to even uh, impact it. Although with environment, a lot of it is where you put your awareness or your focus. You can live in an urban area and if you walk out and you see the, the little sprout coming up through the crack hmm. and recognize it for life, yeah, then you then you have the awareness that's going to make your environment bring good energy and good life into you as well that way Hmm. so again i didn't say anything about you know fists or you know stances or anything like that um so i'll talk a little bit about that one yeah uh I, i said you know i think to have internal power or to is to have energy move freely through your body and when i say energy I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, just to be I mean, uh, it could be energy from the food you eat. It could be energy from the air you breathe. It could be energy that you – this is how the Chinese do it, right? It could yeah. be the air. could be the food. could be your ancestors. All those things are inside you making you who you are. And, and if you have minimized your tension yeah. and you move, you express these energies. Yeah. If we had more scientific terms for them, I'd throw them out there. I just don't know what they are. It's more than just kinetic energy. It's all the components that go into making that sort of thing. Emmanuel Manolakakis will be coming to Durham, North Carolina on the weekend of January the 26th, 27th, 2019 for a two-day exploration of deep system of principles. To register online, visit www.ncsystema.com slash events. Before September the 1st, podcast listeners can claim an additional 10% off using the discount code HITME at checkout. That's H-I-T-M-E at the online checkout. Hope to see you there. Is there a quality to the energy that's different, though, um, with internal with like internal power, what we call internal power, versus just somebody who learns good biomechanics and knows how to throw a good right cross do you know what i mean kind of that way because oh, I, yeah. I mean take an example from um from uh like tai chi or something like that right when they talk about the way that you express power right i've got i've got a quote here that's actually i think i took from a 
DKU's like book that he's just released on developing internal power and all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of reading bits and he's very much drawing from that kind of Tai Chi is just like the Tai Chi classics guys had it right. You know, this is the power and you can do it. You can use it in any kind of different ways and you can kickbox with it and you can wrestle with it and stuff like that. And it's an interesting idea. Um, not that I'm saying that he knows all about what Sistema internal power is either. I'm just sort of saying from the Smith's point of view, I thought this quote was interesting, which is um, that Tai Chi's strength is an internal strength which rises from the foot soles releases through the legs controls by the waist and spine and materializes in the hands and the fingers uh, along a line of motility through which the internal strength passes and so for me that's that's even though it's very specific in terms of like where it goes from and to it to me it feels like it's sistema you can draw power from different places it doesn't have to be starting from the feet and then up and out through the hands all the time it's, so it's very specific in the directionality of it there is something in that that i recognize in um in what vladimir does or when i do movements that feel like they're imbued with power in that it feels like there's a smooth transference right that there's nothing getting in the way of the power it's not like a series of tight movements that kind of judder their way out or it's not me throwing my arm or throwing myself at somebody either it's it's there's an uninterrupted smooth flow that just seems to kind of express its way it, nothing gets in the way and when you sort of say minimize tension sometimes i think uh People can get like beginners and even, you know, intermediate level practitioners, people who've been training for a while, can go a little bit crazy saying, well, how? Minimize tension, how? I can minimize tension in any number of ways in my body and still fail to express this power or express power smoothly, right? You can you can be a 5% noodle and hardly have any tension in your body and you still won't be able to express any power. So it's 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 it, there's a there's a quality to the way this expresses itself, right? So when we kind of say minimize tension, yep, but how? You know, it's that, well, it's that kind of that. It begs the question, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so a dead yeah. person has has no tension right right so, yeah. <laughs> so so how how do yeah. you minimize tension yeah well first you have tension that's sort of habitual right it could be from the you have habitual movement patterns could be from emotions you're worried so your shoulders are hunched up around your ears your whole life or whatever so how do you broach minimizing that tension breathing yeah. exercises moving exercises massage yeah. and so forth how do you minimize tension in your form? You have the correct shape, right? The correct mm. architecture. Mm. Uh, so uh, I want to go DK uh, a, a step further mm. and say that that description that 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 quote that you read about yeah. power starting in the feet. If you think of that as rootedness, so yeah. in touch, there's a big idea of being rooted. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Mm. Okay, some people are going to draw, you know, spirals going down into the ground. Uh, you're relaxed and sunk down into your legs and, and um, all true, all good. Mm. But if you take it a step further, like I'm talking about internal power is the whole human. What does rooted mean? Mm. It means to know who you are. Where did you come from? Mm. You, uh, uh, I I was uh, doing a practice with a Native American uh, guy one day. And he asked me about my ancestors. And so I told him my father and my grandfather's name. Hmm. And he said, who else? And that was it. I didn't have it. (laughs) And and he said, do you think that's accidental? It's not. Uh, We're going back to the industrial society is not served by you knowing who you are. And... Hmm. Uh, you're much easier to manipulate. If I want to move you from cubicle to cubicle or yeah. from 
you know, then I don't want you knowing that that you've lived in the same piece of land for seven generations. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's not just blood ancestors. If you think about who are your ancestors, Moriah Ueshiba. Yeah. Ademir Basilia. Mm. Unnamed Tai Chi guys that stood out in the woods and did their work all alone, right? Like fellow human beings. Right? Yeah, it's mm. the people who have traveled the path, right? Mm. And uh, more and more these days, like if you, if I'm training my personal training, I feel those things sort of like ghosts, like watching you to see if you're going along the the right way, you know, yeah. mm. and. Uh, so, so there's a there's a there's a deeper concept of rootedness for you then is that it doesn't stop at the feet it's it's like it's how you expand out into the world and root yourself in the world right? my family my yeah. sons my faith i don't i'm not saying my religion but for some people their religion right yeah all these things if you're in a place where you where if you're a human who possesses internal power look at the people that you know who really have it yeah they know who they are they know what they know who their family who they're you know they're rooted deep in some practices and things yeah Uh, they spend a very low proportion of their time acting or pretending to be anybody else or doing anything else right they hardly ever will they switch and put a mask on or show you some different character they're just who they are you know yeah. That's exactly right. So yeah. we go back to talking about how do you reduce this tension? It's not flopping around like a noodle. You yeah. know, that's American. Well, I don't know American. Maybe it's more than American concept of relaxation. It's like laying on the couch. Life, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not lack of tension. Hmm. Not acting in disharmony, yeah. not having dissonance. Yeah. Who you truly are. That's a big piece of internal power. Whenever uh, I thought about this, I don't know, you're, you're looking at my face. And as soon as I realized we were going to talk about internal power, I looked over my shoulder because the picture of my great grandfather is over there. Mm. Uh, And uh, my great grandfather was uh, Cree Indian. Mm. And uh, I have this one photograph of him. He never sat in a chair in his entire life. He just wouldn't do it. He's sitting on the floor Indian style, you know. Hmm. And when you look at his face and you say, what would shake this guy? Hmm. If I come in there and I go, dude, you're the best. Hmm. He's not going to move. If I come in there and I go, man, you suck. Hmm. He's not going to move. You know, so to me, he has this part of this internal power. Uh, that we're talking about the physical part you said does it have a different quality to it than just a well-timed cross you know like you you could say uh, Mike Tyson had unbelievable you know Mm. physical power unfortunately it seems like he had a lot of other issues maybe and never got to the internal power part Mm. Uh, uh, although maybe that's changing now I don't know yeah Um, but to me there is a different quality to it, and and the, the 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 people that I personally have had personal contact with, they can express different flavors of that power. And I'm talking about it in a physical sense. I mean, you I know you felt it. Mm. Vladimir can hit you, and it it one time is gonna feel 
you know, like a bomb going off inside. Hmm. The next time it's going to feel like chills racing up your spine and freeing you in some place where you've been locked down for, you know, six months or something like that. It has all these different flavors to it. Yeah. And um, so I think the problem is that we haven't developed a vocabulary to name those Hmm. energies. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's superhuman. I, I believe that he has just cleaned out enough of the tension and he takes in the right sort of energies. Hmm. He's extremely rooted and grounded. His faith is unshakable. Hmm. He understands where he comes from. And when he punches you, I don't know if it's the, you know, different neurons that are firing in his brain create one sort of energy that expresses through his fist. Mm. But there's something, I don't believe it's magic. I think right. it's absolutely human. And um, so, so do you think that's, um, so it seems like there's the emphasis coming down from HQ and from Michael, you know, and, and this has come under some criticism by people, I think, who don't think a lot about these things or aren't so interested. They're just interested in the end point of like, how good a fighter can I become, you know, like, or how badass am I compared to somebody else in some other art or something like that, you know, um, so people go, and that's fine if people go on that tangent and that's the reason they want to train. Right. Um, but typically the people that are on that tip, um, have a lot of criticism, a lot of bad things to say about Sistema becoming like a relaxation cult or just like, you know, obsessed with the idea of, um, power without having excess tension and things like that. Um, but to me, the the prevalence of the of the kinds of drills that um that michael and, and vladimir are, are showing um especially in recent years ideas of like getting in tune with your environment before you try and push somebody right not just pushing the person but pushing him the floor that he's standing on you know the three people that are standing near him like when you hit somebody you can make it resonate with other people in the room stuff like that um and even actually the other instructors um close to vladimir and have trained with him for a lot of years like emmanuel manola kakis you know he's done drills with us before where he's like you know when you're working when you're hitting somebody imagine you have like a gang of people behind you or your ancestors or your your, your yeah it's, it's like you think about all the things that you know you have your family behind you you're hitting somebody and you're not yes. hitting them in an angry way but you just you have something to to hit for right you, that's, that, that's feeding into you which ties into what you said so to me these they used to be two different sets of drills in my mind a little bit you know it used to be like there was the vladimir style of of drills which was all about kind of focusing on your internal state and whether or not you're messed up on the inside and you know you're you're tense physically you're tense psychologically you can't let go of something and you're not very well balanced or, and all the other things that come technically with being able to hit wrestle strike move walk whatever it's going to be and then to, in my mind there was a se second set of drills that i associated at the time with with like constantine which is like you have to be in tune with your environment you have to be you have to have situational awareness you have to be able to feel changes in the room if somebody enters or somebody's holding a weapon and concealing it you should be to feel those things and and i had trouble putting those two together i was like well where's the gap where those both exist because it's hard for me to keep my attention on my internal environment and on on this external environment at the same time but it seems to me that from what you've said from your kind of um your concept of, of what this means is that it's actually critical to maintain that sense of where you are to root yourself in the environment of the room and the people that are in it and what your what your opponent is standing on, you know, not what his state is. All of those things actually feed into what ultimately becomes your 
emergent internal power, right? And if you ignore those things and you just try and roll your eyes back in your head and just figure out what's going on inside your body and get too obsessed with what you're doing, even if it's on a very deep level of balance and expressivity and biomechanics and all of those kinds of things, even if you're really thinking about your own psychological state and your emotional state, you don't exist as an island in the world, right? You exist in in relationship to other people. So you can't you can't act spontaneously in the way that Vladimir does, you know, react completely appropriately to the situation if you're not doing that work, right, that encompasses the rest of the room. So to me, that makes perfect sense of the reason why it's important to study that in parallel to the other things, right? It's not a separate set of drills. It's it's all one thing, right? Well, so this to me is the most important thing that we're, we've talked about hmm. is the difference between awareness and hypervigilance. Hmm. And how you have awareness is by turning down the internal noise and getting rid of the internal uh, blockages that keep you from being aware of what's going on around you. Yeah. So uh, in, in terms of the people that criticize that uh style or form or flavor of practicing martial art i think they have a very civilized idea of what violence is right Hmm. that sounds funny to say that but Hmm. it kind of means that we agree we're going to shoot each other stab each other Hmm. or box each other or choke each other or something like that yeah uh in the real world man it doesn't work that way Hmm. the violence doesn't walk up and announce itself to you necessarily uh so to me this idea this is idea of developing the whole person the whole awareness of knowing who you are where you're grounded uh your family your you know all these things that we've talked about today yeah this is martial art Hmm. Uh, that other stuff is uh, is play acting almost it, it's um i think it's a lot of uh misunderstanding about real violence and how it happens hmm. and what it is so um i was grappling one day this was years and years ago and the guy's like why don't you use your chi you know to hold the guard position hmm or can you or are you or whatever yeah i just laughed i'm like why would i waste any of the real thing that i have managed to 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 uncover to hold guard position Hmm. you know who cares Hmm. so uh for me this is where this is one of the biggest leaps that people uh to develop real internal power Hmm. gonna have to develop in my opinion, yeah, you're going to have to make this leap from this idea where putting on some boxing gloves and a face mask and a mouthpiece is pressure testing your art. Hmm. Uh, if that's your idea of pressure, I guarantee you, you do not have internal power. Hmm. Uh, because real pressure is when the doctor looks at you in the eye and goes, you have colon cancer. Right. Okay, now we're going to see who has internal power. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be an amazing fighter and not, and you're still going to lose. I think it's one of the things Vlad told Martin Wheeler in his early days hmm. when Martin was sparring around up there and he was doing really well, right? Hmm. Vladimir was telling him, 
you know, you're an unbelievable, you know, incredibly good fighter. Hmm. But most of the guys I know would kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Martin know? tells that story himself a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a good example right there. Now, I, don't miss. I don't want anybody to think I'm saying Martin Wheeler doesn't have internal power. Right. Because right. from everything I see mm-hmm. and everything I hear, and I haven't hung out with him personally, but from everything I hear him saying and doing and looking mm-hmm. at him, he's definitely figured this out. Sure. And he's sure. on his way. You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's that's kind of my thoughts. Is is when you the people who are like you know. It's fine, you know, people, you don't need to develop internal power. It's, it's, that's why, how many people do you know that can, can demonstrate internal power? Not many. No. And most of them, in, most of them are up in Toronto or Moscow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I, I don't so, talk about really demonstrate it, not as in like, as a parlor trick. Like if you, if we stand in this position and we do, I mean, I can do a whole bunch of different, what yeah. I would call like internal power, power, Those you know, tricks. parlor Those tricks kind tricks. of, you, you can't use them in a practical sense or that kind of other stuff, you know, but, um, but yeah, there's very few people I know that who can, who, who, who just embody it and can just manifest it and you know in a, in a wide range of different situations but um, but i do know know a good amount of people that can you know through the community yeah. but, it's, uh, but it's uh but yeah it's 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 rarer than you think i think <laughs> yeah yeah and so i i, I want to make sure like hey man i love to fight i just always have yeah. I, I but it's it is not the it's not real <laughs> it's only it's not real your your life isn't at stake your your family's life isn't at stake yeah uh you know with the the political climate in the united states god forbid that that a, we had enough strife that we actually have a civil war or something like that hmm. what does somebody with internal power look like hmm. what how would they behave in that scenario they're going to run out and challenge people to kickboxing matches Hmm. I don't think so. You hmm. know, they're going to have around them a community of people that they are are taking care of and filling with power and goodness. And hmm. and, uh, and and if the need comes for violence, it's not going to be a contest. It's sure. going to be over. It'll be, you know? it'll, it'll be tactical. It will be necessary. It will be what it is. Yes, like, yeah. I'm not measuring myself. Hmm. Uh, I, I know who I am. I know how good I am. I know my weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and, and this is something that um, uh, Vladimir has tried to, to say from the very beginning mm-hmm. that it's not a superficial level of knowing, you know, I'm good at stand-up game, not good at ground game. Mm. Good with a gun, but not with a knife, whatever. Mm. It's not that superficial. It's so much vaster and so much deeper than than what we conceive when we begin training. I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, it becomes it seems to become for me like an ever widening hole of of, of ignorance for me. <laughs> yes, just when I feel like I've got a handle on it, and I'm aware today that you know we're talking about these things, and I've, I'm I'm I mean, or of your insights, which are far further down the line than mine. But I'm aware of the fact that I'm talking about this thing, and I have a very 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 low grasp on what it is. I've experienced it in various concept contexts. I have my conceptions of it, and even half of my attempts to kind of sum up what it is that that you're saying are probably erroneous. You know, like I'm, I'm like, oh, is it external, internal? Is it this seems to me like the thing I learned. From 
from Constantine. It's like Vlad, and maybe Vlad will listen to this one day and be like, "No, nah, that's not it." <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine with it. To me, it's a, it's the idea that if we if we at least kind of explore what it isn't, then we can avoid leading ourselves yeah. down blind alleys. Maybe you know that's that's the most important thing for me. I don't want to lead myself down an alley that takes me away from what it is that Vlad's trying to teach me. I mean, the, the easiest way to get a course correction is just to go there and train with the man, right? And and absolutely. give give your time to him, and he'll give his time to you. And he's very generous with his knowledge. And it's um you know that's the easiest way. But uh, you know for me, it's with with a small kids and the inability to travel all the time where I want to and all that kind of stuff and leave my family behind. It's if I'm lucky, it's twice a year I'll get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's six months. I could be going down some blind alleys on my own if I'm not careful. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love talking to people with more insight than me so that I can just help avoid the pitfalls as much as possible. Well, I don't know if I have more than you. I just have a different perspective, you know, and that doesn't mean it's better or more complete. It's just from a different point of view. Sure. I mean, if you remember, <laughs> six weeks ago, Vladimir drags me out of the room where I <laughs> lost myself completely, you know? Yeah. And, uh, there are gaps for everybody. Is that, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think it, uh, it would be useful, though, if you took away some really concrete ideas about how to progress. Mm in the direction of developing internal power for yourself. Yeah. And so the breathing exercises, uh, clean yourself out, fill yourself up. Yeah. Okay. Eat the right food. Hmm. Hang out with the right people. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the correct entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Work on your martial arts. Work on your punching, kicking, wrestling, and all that stuff. Try to understand who you're fighting for, hmm. who you're representing. Hmm. Who, um, how can your skills be truly useful to yourself, your family, your community? You know, expanding yourself that way. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't like to talk about faith or religion too much because it's such a personal thing. Hmm. Um, it doesn't matter to me if a person is an atheist. That, you know, they have faith in, you know, their humanness or whatever. Hmm. Or, but I think that having, and this is not just me, I believe in studies they do uh, at hospitals and things, that faith is a key component of who survives and who doesn't. Yeah, you got to believe in something, whether it's whether you're a Hindu, whether you're you know, yeah. a Muslim, yeah. whether you're a you know, Christian of some denomination, is like if you, or whether you believe in something that's parallel to all of those things, or aside from it, it's if you if you don't know what it is that you believe, then you're not fighting for anything, I guess. Right? So, exactly. Yeah. And it, so, what did Michael Rabko say? Be a good person. Everything mm. else will take care of itself. Mm. So we we dismiss that because it's so succinct, right? Uh, but if you if you if you take that on board, what is a good person? Well, now you got to figure that out. Right. Yeah. What, what does that mean? And it, it is not that easy. Right. Because the temporal quality of things, you know, something that looks like the right thing to do right now, you know, a year from now might have turned out to been, you know, cruel. Yeah. And something that appears to be cruel right now, a year from now could turn out to be, you know, the perfect thing. Yeah. So deciding, you know, be a good person. It's, it's not I don't believe he said that in a flippant way yeah uh, I don't know him but I think he that's the problem you know 
uh, I think we talked about this before. I don't believe these people who have internal power keep anything secret. I think we just can't take it. We, we just yeah. don't. It doesn't process. Yeah, I, get, I, get, I definitely get that impression and big seminar, like the one last year, the Parameters of Power seminar that Vlad did, you know. Um, it's, it, it seemed to me like he was giving us as much as we could possibly handle and then he just kept reeling, reeling it back in. It's like, can you... And it became kind of a running gag with uh, my crew when he would uh, ask the question and answer, answer it himself immediately. He would demonstrate something. He goes, guys, you have to do this. And he goes, can you do this? No. <laughs> so he would say himself like three seconds after asking that. He would just see all these pairs of eyes looking at him like, uh, and then he would just say no. And he'd go, okay, try this. You know, and he gives you a different drill to do. And uh, it seemed to be in that seminar, he was, he was trying to give as much as he could. You know, he was trying to give us, uh, give us the edges that, of, of what it was possible for us to try and look at. Um, but some people were ready for it. Some people weren't. Some people like me got maybe like 10% and that was an enormous amount. To, for me to be working on you know it's like wow that even drinking from the fire hose to that extent i got enough that I, I can work on this for years you know it was a big deal but it seemed to be that there was so much more that he could show but just can't and on a one-to-one -one level too it's the same thing you know he, he'll try and develop me to a certain level i'll do something and then he'll be like yeah yeah next time you know <laughs> he haven't quite got it yet yeah, so, yeah 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 well i mean if you think about it you took a uh, a kid you know who had um middle school math yeah. And you show them advanced calculus. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't even look like math. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's the, the thing is to keep developing from where you are, keep developing your ability to see. Yeah. Uh, another question, why internal power? Why do you even, you know, do you want it? Mm. <laughs> is it useful? Well, if you think about it in the context like we've been talking about what does it mean hmm. yeah that would be i don't think i don't think you should write internal power uh step a breathing exercises step b uh you know systema classes whatever hmm. <clears throat> but if, if you have it in the back of your mind what does it mean hmm. it means be a good person yeah right uh you know know who i am Seek to grow. Hmm. Um, be. Sometimes I talk about like a mountain. Uh, so that people need to rest on you sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's internal power. Yeah, that's. I think that's been my, that's been my motivation for training. That's continued far beyond my interest in martial arts and movement. And I, I like martial arts and I like to fight and spar and grapple and roll around and all of those things. So I get a lot of pleasure out of it. It's a form of fitness which doesn't bore me in any way that never gets uninteresting to me, right? So on that fundamental level, I, I like it. But I think the thing that's kept me into Sistema and going deeper and deeper and um, wanting to learn and teach and transmit and all those things has been this idea that at a certain point I felt stronger for, for my family. Right. That I felt like if people can lean harder on me, whether it's my students or my friends or my family, if they're going through a rough period, you know, they're financially or they're depressed or, you know, some they've bereavement, they've lost somebody. Um, my family, you know, we suffered a bereavement. Same thing. If I can be if I can be there for them, you know, then then that's that's a, that's, that's a quality worth having. You know, that's 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 something that you you can't really have enough of in the world. You know, so it's a, that's that that's by itself would be enough. Yeah. And that's why being a Sistema instructor being a father, being a husband, a mother, wife, those things, I mean, it doesn't really get, 
the opportunity to be a good person, to yeah. develop and exhibit internal power is right there. Uh, well so well I, I do want to say one more thing about the physical thing. Yeah. Uh, so you have somebody come to your class and you punch them and they go away and they come back in a week and they go, man, you know, I feel better. Hmm. Shoulder that's been hurting for six months. Now I can move. It feels better. Hmm. But, uh, or you're working with your training partner and they start to turn themselves so that you'll hit them in places where they, they don't want to leap to it's their turn to hit. Yeah. Right. These are, these are little road signs that you're on the right path to hmm. developing this internal power that you can express through martial arts, through your fists, hmm. I think. Hmm. So those are things you can look for. If, 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 if you're the last one picked for every drill, hmm. when it's striking involved, that's when you need humility. You ask people why. why hmm. you know, uh, if you see like people, they don't want the part where they punch you. They want you to keep punching them. Yeah, you're doing that you're on the road to developing that that mm. power that you can express as a physical martial art. So I wanted to get that in there. Great, yeah, that's yeah, no, very practical, like a little litmus test for people, like for where they're going. Yeah, anyway. yeah, no. yeah. And, and and I think we already went through and listed some of the things you can do to develop it. System as a system as a method is designed to do just that. If yeah. You, you know, so just trust the system. Following that, trust the system. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't look at power coming from the feet as just power coming from the feet. Look yeah. at that. What is that rootedness? Yeah. You're grounded in something. What? Yeah. That's yeah. where your power comes from. Yeah. You know, and then it moves through you and expresses. And what does it do to the people around you? Does it make them want to be with you, or does it make them want to run away? Right. Definitely. Real, man. So that's some phenomenal insights there, and I feel like we could uh, do this for an entire another hour with, uh, without much letting up. But this is some great stuff. Exactly what I, I hoped it would be in the conversation with yourself. And so, well, the sort of the shotgun approach. We sort of splattered <laughs> everywhere. I hope somebody finds something in there that's useful. I'm sure they will, and maybe they'll pick up on it and tell us where we're wrong, and that will be a whole other conversation. That would be I hope great. So. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I hope to see you again soon. Is there any, anything you want to share with folks? Anything going on down there in Austin? Any seminars, things you'd like people to know about or to come train with you or just quietly getting on with it right now? Uh, go train with Vladimir. Yep. Uh, when I publish my fiction books, buy one and check it out. Real. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, be a good person. Take care of the people around you. Great. Uh, life is short, man. Love it. Right. <laughs> Uh, so I'll stick some links uh, for those of you who don't know about um, Gene's existing books as well. He has some fantastic books on everyday practices and Sistema that you can um, that you can build uh, some of your internal power with as well. Actually, just doing very natural things from day to day. And and his first book, Shot, is uh, his account of re- recovery from um, from severe injury and uh, and how Sistema helped him to build them back is is phenomenal because it's both practical and uh, and demonstrative as well. So I can heartily recommend both of those, and I'll stick those in the show notes for those of you who haven't been haven't had the joy of reading those just yet but uh, but once once again mate thanks so much it's always a pleasure to speak with you and hope to be uh, training and talking with you again soon thank you glenn man i miss you brother i gotta get up there likewise man i gotta come down to austin <laughs> All right. All right. take care thanks for listening 
If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Systema, please visit us online at www.ncsystema.com. Thank you.